The Squiz is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday the 25th of November. In your Squiz today, Queensland opens up a bit more. Donald Trump's sort of concession, using technology for control, and the richest in the world. This is your Squeeze Today. Yesterday, Claire, Queensland announced more easing of their border restrictions so that from the 1st of December, those in Greater Sydney join the rest of New South Wales in being able to travel north without having to quarantine. That border ban came into place on the 1st of August, so it's been quite a bit of time that Sydney residents haven't been able to get to Queensland. As you say, residents from broader New South Wales were able to go back into Queensland uh, from a few weeks ago, but certainly for people who have loved ones there, who have business there, it's been a really big piece of time that they've been inconvenienced and even worse. And of course, Queenslanders can now travel into Greater Sydney without having to quarantine on the way home. Stand by for more news on this today, as it looks like Victorians might be allowed to travel to Queensland from the same date. Yeah, today should be a really big day in Victoria where it reaches 28 days of no cases of coronavirus, which is incredible. Of course, Queensland had the threshold in place that 28 days of no mystery cases had to be met. So for Victoria to hit that threshold and actually have no cases at all is really incredible. All of this has, of course, seen a rush on to book travel both to and from Queensland. Yeah, and it looks like the airlines are getting geared up for that. Certainly, they've opened up that route between Melbourne and Sydney, which is one of the busiest routes in the world. That happened this week. But what both New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian has called for, as has the business sector, is that they want to know that that Queensland border will remain open and won't be closed at a whim if there's cases that do come forward in New South Wales. There's no certainty with anything when we're dealing with COVID but certainly it's a good step as we go forward into December. Yeah, and for those listening in New South Wales today, approval is set to be made on the easing of restrictions on patrons and visitors at various venues. So steps in the right direction. Donald Trump, Claire, has given what's being described as the closest thing to a concession of defeat. What's happened is the agency responsible for signing off on the presidential transition process has recognised Biden as the winner, and Donald Trump has asked his team to cooperate on getting that process in motion. Emily Murphy is someone who's really come to the fore in this whole saga. She's the head of the General Services Administration. Uh, What that agency normally does is look after the government's procurement processes, whether it's renting offices or whether it's buying big bits of equipment or whatever else the government has to buy. Uh, It also is responsible for releasing the funding to Joe Biden's team to help them get through this transition period. uh, And also, as you say, giving the green light to the federal government to let Biden's team in. It's usually a pretty routine sort of thing, but of course, because Donald Trump hasn't officially conceded defeat and because he's disputing the result of the election, it's taken a little more time. It was last month, Claire, when 13 Australian women came forward and said they were forced to undergo invasive examinations at Qatar's international airport after a baby was found alive but abandoned at the airport. Now authorities have said they've identified the child's parents. 
Yeah, and the woman has been described as an Asian national. She's fled the country and has been charged. Qatar authorities will attempt to arrest her, they say. No more details on where she is uh, or what might have happened in the lead up to that. The baby's father has also been identified through DNA testing. Uh, He has also been charged, but what with hasn't been made clear. To put this in context, in Qatar, there are strict laws that restrict the actions of unmarried women. That makes things like this, according to human rights experts, not uncommon. As for those who ordered the physical checks of those female travellers, they've been charged and are facing up to three years in jail. A new report out today shows that there has been what's being described as an alarming increase in the use of technologies like GPS apps and hidden cameras by domestic violence offenders to track victims in recent months. Yeah, today is the International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women and that report has come out from a peak advocacy group called WESNET. Their head, Karen Bentley, says that once perpetrators lose physical control, they start looking for other options and technology these days makes that possible. It's a really chilling insight. Of course, as we look at what might have happened during the coronavirus lockdowns with reports of a spike in domestic violence cases, not just in Australia, but across the world. Yeah, as you say, that report is out in time for the International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women. Today also marks the beginning of the global 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. And today we have a message from our podcast partner, Uber, on this very topic. Uber is a partner of WESNET, which is the Women's Services Network, and they wanted to share with Squizzes some of the work they're doing to provide services to those women who are affected by domestic and family violence. To that end, we were lucky enough to sit down and have a chat with the CEO of WESNET, Karen Bentley, about how the Uber Rides program has helped those in need, why today is so important, and how you can help. Stay listening at the end of the podcast for that. Tesla boss Elon Musk has overtaken Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates Claire to become the world's second richest person. Well, look, if you're going to be something, you might as well be the second richest yeah. person in the world, I guess. Sure. <laughs> he was ranked 35th at the start of the year uh, at a valuation of around the sort of 20-odd billion dollars. But Tesla's had a pretty good year and given he's a 20% owner of that electric vehicle and energy company, uh, he's now worth about $127.9 billion. So he's overtaken Bill Gates. At the top of the tree is Jeff Bezos, the Amazon founder. He retains that top spot of more than $180 US billion. $181.4 billion. That's his net worth. Just tiny numbers, tiny, tiny numbers. (laughs) The International Emmy Award recognises television programs that are produced and aired outside the United States, at least initially. And Claire, a homegrown piece of television has taken out the 2020 International Emmy Award for Best Non-Scripted Entertainment. Yeah, reality TV. And if you're going to get into that, it probably would be my pick of the bunch. It's last year's ABC series, Old People's Home for Four-Year-Olds. You might remember it really did sweep up the feel-good vibes last year as uh, it also got a nod at several other awards. So maybe we get another series at some point. It was really a lovely show.
Yeah, I haven't watched it, but um, I'm, I'm certainly interested too. It's, it's described as a unique social experiment that brings together elderly people in a retirement community with a group of four-year-olds. And it's all about whether that encounter will transform the lives of the elderly. Pretty amazing stuff. And closer to home, Australian music will be celebrated tonight. The ARIA Awards are happening. It's a virtual affair, Claire, but there are some heavy hitters taking part. Yeah, Billie Eilish will Zoom call in. There's plenty of others. <laughs> uh, that is exactly what can happen when you do these things over the internet rather than actually requiring people to be in a venue, I guess. Yeah, Sia and Sam Smith also will be performing. That's on at 7.30pm tonight on 9. Before we go, Claire, if you're also subscribed to our email, just a reminder that this week, if you share the squeeze with someone and they sign up, a Dyson appliance of your choice up to the value of $800 is up for grabs. And speaking of the squeeze today email, each day, Claire, the subject line of that email is a lyric from a song. What do we got today? You know what? I reckon for the first time in Squiz history, I haven't done a song lyric. I've just reminded people that it's a month till Christmas. We're at the 25th of November. No song lyric today. This is a big moment. Batten down the hatches. We're getting towards Christmas. It's happening. Holy moly. No song lyric. This is life changing. What are we going to (laughs) do? Enjoy your Wednesday and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Karen Bentley is the CEO of WESNET. That's the Women's Services Network. It's the national peak body providing specialist women's domestic and family violence services. Karen, thank you for joining us on The Squeeze. Good morning, Kate. Yes, WESNET's very pleased to be here. To begin, Karen, tell us a bit about what WESNET does. So WESNET's the national peak body with over 300 members that are the women's frontline agencies that specialise in domestic, family and sexual violence. So I guess we're the the peak body for the organisations that are on the front line um, supporting those people experiencing domestic and family violence. Uber is one of your partners and you have a program with them, the Uber Rides program. It provides ride credits, which you can then distribute to your network. Tell us a bit about how that works. Yeah, look, that's been a great partnership with Uber. Um, And Uber's been uh, donating cash and um, free rides to Wesnet for a couple of years now. And that means that we've been able to provide over 2,000 free rides to survivors over the last year or so. I've had a little read of the testimonials that you sent through. Transport can be the difference in women being able to to pick children up, being able to attend medical appointments, being able to get out of high-risk environments. The list really does go on. Yeah, that's right. And we've just heard so many amazing stories about how the frontline services and the women have made use of these free Uber rides, especially during the COVID lockdown, which made things really hard. So, for example, one service was able to get a woman who'd just been released from an emergency room, um, you know, and was just left with no way to get home. She was able to be given a lift home. For another woman, she used an Uber ride to get to a medical appointment or and she, it gave her a bit of peace of mind because mm-hmm. no one would recognise her car parked outside the service. For another mum, she was able to use Uber rides to take her kids back to their usual school each day so that they could keep their friendships up and not have their schooling disrupted while they were in refuge. Um, And I think one of the most moving stories that for me was where a client was actually given um, a ride to get to her very first appointment with a domestic violence service. And she was so emotionally beaten down by her abuser that she and she'd had really bad experiences with police not believing her. Um, But this Uber ride got her to her first session with a specialist domestic violence counsellor who's able to talk to her and turn turn it around. And today that woman's 
broken free and she's actually navigating the legal system independently to try and hold him accountable for the abuse that she received. So it's just really amazing stories like that, which just just the ability to get a ride, to get you to an appointment yeah. can make all the difference, can be the first step. Something so simple and so effective. Karen, today is International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women. It's the beginning of the global 16 days of activism against gender-based violence. On this day in particular, what do you want people to know and understand about this issue? Look, I think it's a global epidemic, um, violence against Mm -hmm. women, and too many people in Australia and across the world are experiencing domestic violence and sexual violence, and we really need it to stop. So we're joining and um, others can join with us, thousands of people all over the world to raise awareness about violence against women. And we'll be doing that across the next next 16 days. So it starts today with the International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women and goes through to the 10th of December, which is Human Rights Day. And no one should have to live with abuse and violence from their partner or family. And it's going to take a whole of society and the whole of the world, I guess, to work together to try and uh, eliminate this gender based violence. There'd be people listening, Karen, who are thinking, how do I help? What do I do? Can I support WESNET? What what do you say to them? What can be done? Oh look, there's lots to be done. We're working now with a number of really, you know, corporations are really starting to step up. We're um, working with Uber and other corporations to do programs like driving change. Today we're actually launching a new a new program called Safe Funds, um, which um, will actually try to get safe funds to a survivor because most survivors experience financial abuse. So with Safe Fund we're hoping to raise fifty thousand dollars to support survivors and we'll be able to to get funds electronically directly to their phones. So if you'd like to, people would like to support that, they, you can find us on Instagram or they can um, find the campaign at our website. I'll pop a link to your Instagram page and also to your website in episode notes if anyone's interested to get more information or to make a donation. Karen, anything else you want to say to Squizzes before you go? No, just thank you very much and um, we hope that you will all do something for International Day for the Elimination of Violence Against Women. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for listening to this interview. It's an important one. If you or someone you know is experiencing any form of domestic violence, please call 1800RESPECT or visit www.1800RESPECT.org.au. This interview is brought to you by Uber. We talk a lot about cybercrime and hacking because almost every day there seems to be some breaking news about another big data breach. But NordVPN can help protect you online kind of like a cyber bodyguard. It protects your personal and sensitive data while you're online to stop it from falling into the wrong hands. That way, you don't have to worry about keeping your identity and private data safe every time you log on. And even if you make a mistake and click on a dodgy link or open a suspicious email, NordVPN's threat protection will kick in and delete it before it makes a mess of your computer. To find out more and get a great discount, visit NordVPN vpn.com forward slash squiz today.